Welcome to the Shepherd's Voice with Pastor Johnny Awanyo. This simple, scripturally sound preaching and teaching of the Word of God will direct you to Jesus, the Good Shepherd. Follow the Shepherd's Voice into the green pastures that God has purposed for you. There, you'll find rest for your soul and the fulfilled Christian experience you crave. God bless you as you listen. myself any longer but I missed you guys I really missed you and um, I am so happy to be back home and to be back with you I know that somebody would like to throw back to me what I keep telling you that's a utukwanya kra all right mine is deliberate okay i deliberately didn't tell you but i needed to go out of town for a few weeks and for a good reason and cause and i'm sure that you'll be seeing the fruits and benefit of it as the days roll by amen but god is good and all the time Reverend Saki, it's good to see you. Thank you so much for being here. Amen. Hallelujah. And thank you all very much for being here in person. I always feel honored to see you gathering to hear the word of God from my lips. And thank you also for those of you who are watching online. God bless you so much for choosing and opting to be a part of this service virtually. Amen. Um, my interpreter is not too well and so you would have to flow. Alright? I try and mix as much as I can. But God will see us through. Amen. Lift up your hands and let us pray. Father, we are delighted to be here and to be in your house. And thank you for this church family. Thank you for the Shepherd's Fold Restoration family. Thank you for every single person who is a part of this household. And for everyone who is watching us, wherever they may be. I know, Father, that there is something you would want to say to us today. And this morning, I pray that may the purpose of your word be achieved and accomplished in Jesus' name. I pray for everyone for a deep understanding and revelation of your word. And I pray, oh God, let your perfect will be done in our lives. My concern is that every time Jesus will be glorified, that Jesus will be seen, not anybody else, not any flesh, not any blood,
but only Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. And thank you that today, through the help of the Holy Spirit, the Son will be glorified and the Father will be glorified as well. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Give Jesus a mighty hand clap. God bless you and you may be seated. Amen. All right. This morning when I was parking the cars out of here, I commented to those who were putting the place together that whenever it rains on a Sunday morning, pastors begin to tremble and begin to agitate. Because and I think that it is sometimes not even intentional. Alright? Sometimes it's not intentional that they, they don't come when it rains. Because I realize that where people live, you know, it is not easy to move out when it rains in a certain way. Amen. But you are here today, and God bless you. Hallelujah. Amen and amen. Wonderful. I think that I would like to take this opportunity to thank God for the wonderful team of men and women that he's given to me and to this church to support us, to support me, and to help me carry out the mission and the assignment that God has given to me. Amen. And um, even though I was not physically present, I was very much in touch with everything that was going on. And I was so blessed by the preaching of Pastor Elvis, Pastor Miracle, so blessed by the preaching of uh, Pastor James and I was so excited at what God was doing in his church and in his house and you see for me it is very very critical that the church should function with or without me do you understand what I'm saying because you see if the church doesn't work without my being physically present, then it means that we have failed. How many can understand what I'm saying? president We have the men. We have the men. So because we have the men, Hallelujah. And Pastor Elvis, Pastor James, anyone who can send me a Omusu Juma Dienumu, a Kanya Miasem, a man Yamehu Kron Kron, a Dia Wonso, a Dia Niamas Ronko. Hey, Yametiase, Hallelujah. And we welcome all these manifestations of the Holy Spirit in this church. And ladies and gentlemen, let's get ready for more. Hallelujah. Give Jesus a big hand clap. This morning, I want to share a simple message with us. 
title of my message is Embracing God's Simple Approach to Solving a Difficult Issue. Embracing God's Simple Approach to Solving a Difficult Issue. I know it's quite long, but take it like that. Embracing God's Simple Approach to solving a difficult issue. Hope. You good? All right. You should have your notebook ready. You should be writing, Master. All right. You are not a chief executive. Embracing God's simple. Your phone? Go ahead. Be typing. Embracing God's simple approach to solving a difficult issue. Isaac, I can't listen with him. Somebody help me. Or oh, Aku, you want to help me because the way you are smiling at me, you know, it means that you have a revelation. I can't listen. Rubimuamu. Senya. Obedje nyame akwain tentam atum. Eh? Ah, I mean, this is called uh, uh, lacking vocabs. Yes, what were you saying? When we nyame person me chere ane say. Eto de bia nyame epese oye adikesie bi ewo ya brabom. Na kwanya opese ofaso ede yesa de krono. Eye simple kwindi. Enye humrai. Enye 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 krabeshe adie. Eye simple adie bia opese oye ede solve a big problem. Hallelujah. 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 Bon sem na shera didin enyonyam. I've always asked myself that if Mr. Interpreter is not here, how would one survive? But we are surviving. Hallelujah. And so embracing God's simple approach to solving a difficult issue. And by the way, some of you who claim that you don't understand the English, you struggle and all that. I know you've been watching Nigerian movies. They've been watching what? Chinese films, Chinese films. Is that not so? You've been watching all kinds of movies that are in English. I know that they try to do key translations, you know. But there are many movies that you watch that are English movies and you are able to flow. After watching it, if we ask you to narrate the story, you are able to tell us, Pepe, Pepe. today the Holy Spirit is helping you, la, so that what I don't say in key, you will understand it very clearly. Receive it in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Turn your Bibles with me, please, to 2 Kings chapter 5 and we're reading from verse number 1. We're going to read three openings of scripture. And I want us to run through 
all of them and then I will share what I have with you in a very short while. Second Kings chapter 5 and reading from verse 1 to 14. New Living Translation as always. This is what the word of God says. The king of Aram or Syria had great admiration for Naaman, the commander of his army, because through him, the Lord had given Aram great victories. May the Lord give you great victories in this life. But though Naaman was a mighty warrior, he suffered from leprosy. I want to prophesy into somebody's life that anything that takes away from your greatness, may God take that thing away in the name of Jesus. Anything that obstructs your progress in this life, may God take that thing away. Anything that stops you from becoming what God wants you to become, may God eliminate that thing out of your life. Shout, I receive it three times. Two, three. At this time, Aramean raiders had invaded the land of Israel. And among their captives was a young girl who had been given to Naaman's wife as a maid. One day, the girl said to her mistress, I wish my master would go to see the prophet in Samaria. He would heal him of his leprosy. And in Yamia Semia Yakain Kakrei Efa, so Jenimbia, your friend in Nema, no Yenipakesie, Nipebio Dimunu, Nenso, no Yapata, a chess will be a no kuta, Yarekesie, Yaria Eni and no Edru, Yarebia Ejjo, Ewa was sitting in one, as a Eni Edru Biano, Yame Ebbe Mao, Sa Yarienu. Say amen. Mm. So Naaman told the king what the young girl from Israel had said. Go and visit the prophet. The king of Aram told him, I will send a letter of introduction for you to take to the king of Israel. So Naaman started out carrying as gifts. 750 pounds of silver, 150 pounds of gold, and 10 sets of clothing. The letter to the king of Israel said, With this letter, I present my servant Naaman. I want you to heal him <laughs> of his leprosy. When the king of Israel read the letter, he tore his clothes in dismay and said, Am I God? Ask the person sitting by you, am I God? Am I God? He said, am I God that I can give life and take it away? Why is this man asking me to heal someone with leprosy? I can see that he's just trying to pick a fight with me. May God help you to avoid all kinds of unnecessary fights. May God help you to avoid all kinds of useless fights. 
there are going to be times in your life that people will come knocking at your doors trying to pick a fight with you. I declare to you, may you escape all those things. And may God give you wisdom to know how to maneuver in Jesus' name. But when Elisha, the man of God, heard that the king of Israel had torn his clothes in this May, he sent this message to him. Why are you so upset? Send Naaman to me and he will learn that there is a true prophet here in Israel. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. All right. You're doing so Naaman went with his horses and chariots and waited at the door of Elisha's house. But Elisha sent a messenger out to him with this message. Go and wash yourself seven times in the Jordan River. Then your skin will be restored and you will be healed of your leprosy. But Naaman became angry and stalked away. I thought he would certainly come out to meet me, he said. I expected him to wave his hand over the leprosy and call on the name of the Lord his God and heal me. Aren't the rivers of Damascus, the Abana, and the Fafa? Fafa, your name is in the scripture. The only thing that it is spelled with P-H-A-R. But you can modify that, you know, maybe on your social media handles. <laughs> and this is Fapa. Uh, sorry, I thought there was another H there. Sorry. Are they not better than any of the rivers of Israel? Why shouldn't I wash in them and be healed? So Naaman turned and went away in a rage. But his officers tried to reason with him and said, Sir, if the prophet had told you to do something very difficult, wouldn't you have done it? So you should certainly obey him when he says simply. When he says what? Simply go and wash and be cured. That's all. Simple. Kojari. Now beto. That's all. Go and bumpejari. Thankfully, Naaman listened to his soldiers. The Bible says, So Naaman went down to the Jordan River and dipped himself seven times as the man of God had instructed him. And his skin became as healthy as the skin of a young child and he was healed. Hallelujah. Amen. Second scripture. Second Kings again, chapter 20, and we want to read from verse 1. About that time, Hezekiah became deathly ill, and the prophet Isaiah, son of Amos, went to visit him. He gave the king this message. This is what the Lord says. Set your affairs in order. For you are going to die. 
you will not recover from this illness. When Hezekiah heard this, he turned his face to the wall and prayed to the Lord. Remember, O Lord, how I have always been faithful to you and have served you single-mindedly, always doing what pleases you. Then he broke down and wept bitterly. But before Isaiah had left the middle courtyard, this message came to him from the Lord. Go back to Hezekiah, the leader of my people. Tell him, this is what the Lord, the God of your ancestor David says. I have heard your prayer and seen your tears. I will heal you and three days from now you will get out of bed and go to the temple of the Lord. I will add 15 years to your life. And I will rescue you and this city from the king of Assyria. I will defend the city for my own honor and for the sake of my servant David. Then Isaiah said, make an ointment from figs. Kope ahabain nanyam nafaye idru. Fasra ikrunusu na ohenunu nehu ebetonu. So Hezekiah's servants spread the ointment over the boil and Hezekiah recovered. You will also recover in the name of Jesus. The last scripture, John chapter 9, verse 1. And then we will jump to verse 6 and end with verse 7. John chapter 9, verse 1. As Jesus was walking along, he saw a man who had been blind from birth. Yawo ebinumuswa yare binti omu eni ebefrae papeya ye ka ne ho asem no ye de wo no verse 6 now jesus ministers to the guy and this is what he did then he spit on the ground otuntisio egufem and made mud with his saliva I'm talking about Jesus. You are lying to. I'm talking about the saliva of the Son of God. Hmm? He mixed it. And spread the mud over the blind man's eyes. Then he told him, Go wash yourself in the pool of Siloam. Siloam means saint. 
So the man went and washed and came back seen. May the Lord add his blessing to the reading of his holy word. Hallelujah. All right, we are done reading with the scriptures. Now, let us hear what God has to say to us. Those I live with, my family, my wife, my two sons, and my two daughters, they will tell you that it is a miracle that I'm standing here this morning preaching to you. The reason is I haven't been well at all. And this past few days has been crazy for me. You know what happened was that I got beaten by the rain where I was. And a few days after I developed a cold. So I started treating for the cold. And I took different medication. Now the basic symptoms of the cold disappeared. Like my nose wasn't running. Sometimes you have this congested nose and all those things were gone. I didn't have a temperature. I had a little headache. So these basic symptoms disappeared. But I still wasn't well. And especially in the nights, it was very horrible for me. Because I had cold sweats, shivering. I was restless. I was uncomfortable. I could hardly sleep. And I didn't know what was wrong with me. Continued with other medication. Sometimes it looks like I'm, go- I'm okay. And then I take a turn for the worse. And it was like that. Prayed, did whatever I could. And I didn't know what was wrong with me. I thought it was COVID at a point. But I didn't think so at a point also. (laughs) Because it didn't feel that way. My host actually wanted us to go and run the tests. So it was like this, like this. uh, And I didn't know what was wrong with me. Now it was time to come back. And my journey back was the most difficult trip I've ever taken in all my life. The journey lasted when you put everything together. Eight plus seven plus five. So that's 20 hours. So the first leg of my journey was about 8 hours. I did transit for 5 hours. Then the last leg was about 7 hours. 
It was not easy on the flight. I tried to really contain myself. But there was a point that I... <laughs> I even wanted to open my shirt. But I opened it so that my singlet was showing. But at the point, I didn't really care. And I didn't know what was wrong with me. When I got out of the airport, the first thing I asked was that I should be taken to the hospital. Because I wanted to find out what was wrong with me. I saw the doctor. And there's a reason why I'm narrating all of this to you. So please bear with me. He gave a lab request form. I checked it out. Said I should check full blood count. I should do a urine test. Then I saw something else that annoyed me. I mean, it irritated me. He said I should test for malaria. When I saw malaria, I said it's not possible. I don't have malaria. Where I live. Have you ever come here that a mosquito has beaten you before? Those of us who live around this area, we don't have issues like that. The issues that those of you who live on the other side of the world, you have. I said, I don't have malaria. So I was quite annoyed. They ran the test and every test result was negative. So I said that I, I knew that I didn't have malaria. But the doctor went ahead and prescribed medication, antibiotics, multivites, and coatem. And the pharmacist said, when I get home that night, I got home after 10 p.m., I should start the treatment. I got home through that evil traffic. <laughs> On this hour, a shaman, a fienya stretch. Eesh. And the places Pastor Nana went to drive me through. At one point, me and Mentia Pomiti, a bow window, Musay, Pa! Come and see, Ajay! And was saying, Sorry! Namitino, now, Badi, no more by the grace of God, I arrived. I went straight into the shower, came out, and I didn't have appetite for anything. I mean, I don't You see, the only thing that I felt for was ice kinky. Not gun, fancy. Maske. I took it in and then I lined up the medication to take. The multivite, I said I'll take it in the morning. The antibiotics, I started. When I picked the anti-malaria treatment, the coatem, I threw it away. I said, I won't take it. Because you see, the following morning, I had an important ceremony 
And I know that the anti-malaria treatment breaks a person down very badly. So I said, I won't take it. Because I did not think that I had malaria. That night was horrible. I could hardly sleep. At dawn, I got up to get ready to go for the ceremony. Then I saw the koatem. I saw the what? Koatem. I said, you is okay. <laughs> I'll drink you. <laughs> so I organized a little tea, some biscuits, so that I could have some food inside me. And then I took the one tablet. The next one was supposed to be taken eight hours after. It was like magic. Malaria. Within a short while, me now, I could feel inside my body that my recovery had started. If I'm standing here preaching to you, it's not my malaria, it is God by the grace of God. But the solution to my problem was a very simple one. And in my case, it was just a pill that I had to take. And since then, up till now, I eat by heart. Hmm. So say it like that. Don't say I eat by heart. Say that I have gained appetite. How I felt and how I was feeling. I, I mean, <laughs> you can relate to it what I'm describing. And you see, this thing called malaria, it is one of the deadliest diseases. It has killed more people than COVID. More people than snake bites. More people than anything that you can think of. That's how dangerous it is. And I don't remember the last time I felt this sick. It was a difficult time for me. Now, why did they not pick up the malaria parasites? I spoke to a doctor friend and was explaining that most of the laboratories, when they are running the tests to see whether there are malaria parasites in your system, there is a particular type of the parasite that is common. And that's what they look out for. If that turns out negative, instead of going on doing a culture and finding out whether there are other types, they don't move to the next step. So the thing reads negative. But there are other ones there. Besides, he explained to me that 
the malaria parasites have evolved and they are also more intelligent than they were some time ago so they've learned how to hide in the liver out of the bloodstream so if you are running a test when they are enjoying themselves in the liver the test results will come out negative so what they do is they, they hit and run they flow in the bloodstream then they go and hide and then they come back and all of that ladies and gentlemen this sick feeling that I had carried for days that had so disoriented me and nearly spoiled my trip a difficult situation the solution to it was a little tablet that's the solution I didn't need deliverance. I believe in a supernatural intervention. But sometimes God may choose not to use that approach to deal with a problem in your life. You see, in the scriptures that I read out to us, Naaman, the Syrian captain, goes to see the prophet Elisha. And he had an expectation. Now, he had a complex problem. He was a leper. And leprosy in their time was incurable. Once you have leprosy, you are treated as an outcast. The only thing that saved him was that he was a big man. And you know how big, man, big men get away with a lot of things. But it was a problem. He was a mighty man, but he was a leper. When he went to see the prophet, he had an expectation that the prophet was going to come down was going to come down from the upper chamber from the presence of the Lord with a mantle let us decide which color of mantle well, red red mantle slung over his shoulder then you will come and say "Presh." the Lord and you wave the mantle and say lift up your hands kneel down Pieka Pieka take it one take it two take it three Jesus did. Then you say to the people are bon shem bon shem na she eradicating enyonya. It is beautiful when you see it at work. And I believe 
in these ministrations because there are real things that are happening and there are people that God is using in these spectacular ways now Naaman was looking out for the spectacular the only thing that Elisha said to him was go bath dip yourself in the Jordan River seven times and you you'll be okay he felt insulted because if you've come to see somebody and the person says to you Kojari what does it usually mean excuse me that's, that's the implication and he was very offended besides Elisha did not even come down to attend he did not accord him the courtesies that he thought he, he deserved he just said simply go and dip yourself in the river seven times your problem will go away it was too simple too simple but he went ahead and did it and he was healed you see God, sometimes we miss what God is saying to us or what God is doing in our lives and what God is directing us to because we are looking for the spectacular. That's what we are looking for. It doesn't occur to the average Christian that you can actually know God for yourself and you can pray to God yourself and you can ask him for certain things yourself there is a feeling that there must always be drama surrounding anything and everything that is God but ladies and gentlemen many times God moves, God speaks, God directs, and He's trying to draw our attention to simple things. But because we are looking for the spectacular, we miss it. And then we end up complicating a lot of things in our lives, which is what almost happened to me. I just needed to take a pill. And in the second scripture, we see how Hezekiah was sick unto death. Now God sends a, the prophet Isaiah to him to tell him that put your house in order because it won't be long, you'll die. Then he prayed and God increased his, his, his lifespan by 14 years. Now, have you ever thought about it? Why did Isaiah not just pray for him? Why did he not just lay his hands on him and cast 
whatever sickness or disease out of his body. Why didn't he do that? All he asked to be done was get some leaves, grind it, apply it to the boil. And the guy was okay. That's all. It was simple. That was all. And remember that this boil was going to lead to his death. And what was done to bring about his healing was Ahabedro. <laughs> Just got some leaves. Prepared some ointment out of it. Applied it and the guy was okay. Bible says he was healed. There was nothing complex. There was no supernatural ministration. Correction. There was no spectacular ministration. But it was still supernatural. Because the mistake we make often is that we equate spectacular to supernatural. That once it is spectacular, it means supernatural. If it is supernatural, it must be spectacular. If it is not spectacular, it cannot be supernatural. You got it all wrong. Because if you go to the hospital and the doctor gives you medication, For the medicine to even work for you, it takes God. Yeah. And God chooses to use medical sciences to solve our health issues. He does that. But it doesn't look spectacular. It looks very simple. It looks very ordinary. But it is actually God. That's why I'm drawing your attention to God's simple approach to solving the difficult issues of our lives. That we can end up missing out on what God is doing because we are ignoring the simple Things that he wants us to do in order for us to get relief. And when Jesus met the guy who was born blind, there was no interrogation of the guy to find out what his grandfather did. Where his grandmother came from. From which house from which family listen see i know that these things are real i know that sometimes you can trace the problems and the challenges that people are going through you can trace them to things that have happened in their family line these things are there but the error is to be quick to draw that conclusion. That 
difficult that I am going through must be connected or related to something that somebody somewhere, something that I did, somebody did. Then we begin to run into landmines and into a very dangerous situation. Now, all that Jesus did with this guy was his part. Did a little mixture. Applied it. Said, go and wash it in the pool called Siloam. Now, because this guy was born blind, I'm sure that he had people who were taking him to the pool. Perhaps as they were going, the people were saying, say, hey, what are going then he explains that ah, so Papa ni se minko na minko horum menim ewo siluam insiunumu na se me wohroa me hobetomi. I can imagine the person said, "Hey, where Jimmy? When who entosio any notie ah ebie obie nida malaria cry into me and solve na wa." When ni enwa de ye de wo wo obia ka ananseseme tesa akyere wa wusu de echi atwemi aka won se menkyere wo kwan emfa nko puno i'm sure he had to beg for the people to take him there it sounded too simple it didn't feel spectacular it didn't look like it was god but it was actually god and somebody who was born blind <laughs> listen to me let's be serious here I'm not talking about you have worms that's not what I'm talking about or you have stomach ache or your small toe is paining you the guy had never seen anything in his life ever a very complex situation. A great miracle occurred, but the channel, the medium that God used to work out this miracle was a simple administration of saliva and mud. Then of course, there are people who take such things and carry it to another extreme. You know? It's, it's, it's so amazing how we can get up the deep end with a lot of things. So somebody may ask you to bring eggs for special service. One white <laughs> and one brown. Why? Because maybe the yoke will break the yoke. Yoke for yoke. Do you see? Maybe you need yoke to break the yoke. <laughs> it's a revelation. Is that not so? Is it impossible? I don't think so. But I'm saying to you that we have become a generation that are always 
drawn and find ourselves gravitating towards spectacular sometimes weird looking things which is why I keep saying to us that every one of us must know God for ourselves and don't become so gullible easily influenced easily deceived so what is the spirit of the Lord saying to us today it is this what difficult situation are you dealing with in your life that's the first question you need to ask yourself with your business with your finances with your health with your marriage with your relationships with your education what is it what 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 are you struggling with what is difficult that you're contending with in your life as we speak that's the first thing you need to identify then ask yourself could it be that God has actually provided a solution but I cannot see it because I am looking for the spectacular could it be that there is actually a simple solution to the problem but I cannot see it because of what I am looking for could it be and yes it could be because you must understand that it is God's desire that things go well for us he says and it was echoed by the prophet by, by John the apostle I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers that's the will of God why do you want to try to always project God as a very wicked old man looking for an opportunity to whack you? I don't know where we get these things from. Why is it difficult for us to embrace the truth that God loves us with an everlasting love and he wants things to work well for us? That is why even with our salvation he says that the word is nigh thee. If thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and thou shalt believe with thine heart that Jesus is Lord you will be saved. But it sounds too simple. It sounds too simple. But when somebody is actually trying to help you, he will not be trying to do or demand complex things that he knows that you are not capable of providing. It's like if I asked you to go and get me the tooth of a lion, where are you going to get it from? 
from Aklao, from Lumi. Hey, I have to be careful that I don't go and mention somebody's town before I realize they are summoning me for a meeting somewhere. Hey, where are you going to? If I ask you to go and get me the tail of a lion, who will follow him? You know, something, I know that your name is something. You see, I know that your name is something. But you are not something. You are called something, but you are not something. Let's be serious. This one, this one is basically something. There is a difference between basically something. And there's something of the Bible. Bechele something we kill mosquitoes, cockroaches, frogs. We do what? We act movies. That's what we do. Bechele something. The biblical something. We catch foxes for fun and tie their tails together, set it on fire, and release them to go and to go and cause mayhem. Or we catch a lion and rip it apart and use the jawbone of a lion to kill 300 soldiers. You are an ordinary fellow. If I ask you to go and get me the tooth of a lion, I mean, even before you get close to the lion to consider which of the teeth to extract, or yet, your spirit will leave you. It won't work. And God is not trying to ask you and I to do something that we are not capable of doing. That's not what he's trying to do. So I'm asking you again, what is it that we are battling with that it looks as if there's no way out of it or perhaps we are waiting for a spectacular intervention could it be that God has actually provided a simple solution to it I got a call from a gentleman the other day that he's into buildings and he explained that for some time when he gets a contract and he gives the estimates and the money is paid when he's carrying out the contract he gets to a point and realizes that the materials are finished and the money is not reaching and now he has started incurring serious losses in his business he called me he said somebody met him and told him that there is something. Something is following him. Something is following him. So when he called me, I prayed for him. But the problem was not going. Now, he had gotten into some serious issue and had to cough out a lot of money because somebody was threatening to 
do something to him. I was just sitting there. Then it occurred to me to call him. And I said to him, do you know what? Take a look again at how you've been costing the materials. Take a look at it again. There is something wrong. There's something that you are not doing right. I told him that contact one of your colleagues in the same line of business. Give them the scope of whatever job that you're going to do. Maybe something that you've done an estimate for. Give them an idea of the dimensions and everything. Let them feed it into their costing system and see what they will come up with. He did that and called me back to tell me that Sena, the software that he was using to do the costing was obsolete. Became, that's not what they use anymore. So when you feed in the dimensions and all of that, you get wrong results. There is a new one. This one is not like some complex, it's an Excel program, something Excel. But it has been programmed in a certain way. And once you feed in the dimensions, the length, the breadth, the height, and all of that, you will get the, the, the material cost and quantities. That was the problem. Just that. That was the problem. If I had fasted for this guy, come on, fast the If I had done an all night for this guy, in Kamenda, so sometimes the solution to the thing, eh? It's so simple. But we are looking for something else. And there are times when God makes the way for us, but we don't think that that is it. It's not God. I'll end with the story. There was a flood. Somewhere. In, somewhere. And the flood waters rose dangerously. And people were being evacuated. Then there was this guy who was caught up in it. He was in the flood waters. But he was a believer. So he prayed, said, Oh God, you said you will never leave me nor forsake me. That when I pass through the fire, it will not consume me. When, I'm, when I pass through the waters, I shall not drown. I know God that today, your word will be fulfilled in my life. I am waiting for you. He was a believer. He prayed. Not long after the prayer, a family in their boat were rowing away to get to safe land. And they said, Papa, there is space for one more. We want to throw out a rope to you hold on to it and we'll draw you in and then we'll make it together. He said, no. 
it can't be God. I said, today in this water, I am waiting for God. Maybe he started singing, show eyes your glory, oh Lord. Show eyes your glory, oh Lord. Let the dew of heaven bring us every present. They went away. Not long after, a navy boat came by. They spoke out in the megaphone. Say, we are throwing out a rope to draw you out. He said, leave me alone. I am waiting for God. He lifted another song. What song did he? Juma. They left him. Then the last one, a helicopter was looking for survivors. They too called out. Said, sir, we are dropping a ladder. Just grab onto it and climb up. We are taking you to safety. Today is your day of salvation. He said, today is not this is not the salvation that God said he will promise me. They did that. This guy said, I won't get. At the point, he was even annoyed with the people. They left. What is the conclusion of the story? He died. When he got to heaven, he was bored with God. Say, Empire God explained to him, I did. On three different occasions, I sent people to rescue you, but you rejected. I don't know whether you were expecting me to send Angel Michael, Angel Gary. Those guys, they go on extraordinary mission that involves nations and the destiny of the world. This was a simple thing. I, I provided the solution, but you rejected it. So he died. Is there some medication that you should be taking every day that you are not taking? From today, start it. I believe God. Oh, I'm a faith person. I won't be standing here if I don't have faith. You know the things that have tried to destroy me as I stand here? I have no idea. But for more than 25 years, every single day of my life, there is some small medicine that I have to take. It helps to regulate the blood pressure. Every day. I believe in divine healing. But I believe that sometimes God uses these things to work out his divine healing. I'm speaking to somebody. There is something that you're supposed to be doing, but it sounds too simple. 
Like the marriage issues, eh? sometimes the solution is something very simple. Like the lady called, was talking about her husband. They are having issues. The issues are over money. Husband is not happy because he gives money to be used for a specific purpose. And it's like she uses it for other things and then says that the money is not enough. The money is, that doesn't reach. How many wives can relate to it to that glory? And something, you are not a wife. So now, she says she's tired. This is tired. Now, what is this? explain to her that if that is what the problem is in fact I asked her that if he is not there if your husband God forbid if he's dead what will happen to you and the children she said we will survive and I said, will you be able to take care of yourself and them? She said, yes, by the grace of God. I said to her, so do it. And I said, whatever your husband gives to you, say thank you. And use it. Whatever extra things come up your work that you do and all of that it is obvious that you can take care of it take care of it get that mentality out of your mind that it is the husband who is supposed to do this and do that and do that so everything you have to run to him for it when you are in a position to take care of the thing yourself i said the quarrel must stop over this issue just do it that's it that's a simple solution that is simple. The simple solution to the issue with your friend and whatever may just be that everybody should go their separate ways. That's it. We don't, we don't need to fight. You don't need to take a gun and me take a gun and shoot out at each other. We don't need that. If this is what will bring peace so be it. That is it. You look at your spiritual life, your relationship with God, you realize that it's going down, 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 down. When you go into it, you realize that it's the people that you're hanging around with. What's the solution? Separate. There's nothing complex to it. Separate yourself. Or you realize that your closeness to God is going down and down. What is the reason for it? It's the social media. The phone. That's what it is. Every time, every time, every moment you are on it. You can't have your quiet time. You can't read the Bible. You can't pray. What will solve the issue? sell it and buy a young phone. Hello? 
ask me to fast and pray with you over this issue. Because the solution is right under your nose. And there are things that each one of us may be dealing with that God has provided a simple approach to solving those issues. All you got to do is embrace it. Rise to your feet. We are done. Let us pray. Thank you, Father, for today and for your word. I know that this is a Rima word that you placed in my heart for your people. And I trust, oh God, that it has accomplished the purpose for which you sent it. I'm grateful. And I'm honored that you use me as a vessel to transmit this message to your people. Now, Father, without your Holy Spirit and what he does after the preaching of your word, your people cannot get the maximum benefit from this revelation that has come. And that is why I pray and ask Holy Spirit, will you please take over and the word, the seed of the word that has been planted in the hearts of your people. May that seed be watered. May that seed be protected. May that seed be preserved. May it germinate. May it grow. And may it bear fruit in the lives of your people. In the name of Jesus. Open our eyes to see the solutions that you have provided to the many difficult issues that we contend with in our lives. Simple they may be, but may we recognize that they are potent and they are actually you trying to help us and make a way out for us. I'm grateful to you for what you've done today in Jesus' mighty name. And as every head is bowed and every eye closed, I want to pray with you and I want to ask you to embrace the atoning work of Jesus on the cross of Calvary. Accept it. Believe in it. And open your heart to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior. You have an opportunity to do so today. And today I want to pray with you. In a few minutes we'll be out of here. But you may be physically present here. Somebody invited you. Or you may be watching us online. But Jesus is still the answer to every problem and every situation of your life. It starts with the simple step of receiving him as your Lord and Savior. And opening your heart up to him. And if you only do this today, then pray this prayer with me. Say, Heavenly Father. Today, I come to you just as I am. Oh God, please wash me from all my sins. Cleanse me with the blood of Jesus. Make me whole again. From today, I give my heart to Jesus. And I claim him to be my Lord my savior, my master, my everything. For the rest of my life, 
I will serve him and I'll follow this Jesus. Please write my name in the book of life. Thank you, Father, for hearing my prayer. From today, I am saved. In Jesus' mighty name. Thank you for listening to The Shepherd's Voice with Pastor Johnny Awanyo. We do hope that you were greatly blessed. For further inquiries, please call, WhatsApp, or send an SMS text to plus 233-243-886-622. God bless you.